0: Good day, my friends, and welcome to the Craig Shapiro Tennis Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the legendary Sergio Tacchini, brand worn by John McEnroe, Vetus Garolitis, Novak Djokovic, and Gabriela Sabatini. Check them out at sergiotacchini.com. Use the code SHAP30 in all caps to receive 30% off of your order. The sunshine double has concluded. The clay season has begun, and the war in Ukraine rages on. Today's guest was born and raised in Kiev, Ukraine, and was one of the flashiest players on tour. In 2012, he got to a career-high 13 in the world. The dog, Alexander Dagopalov, on the ground in Kiev, is today's guest. Are you safe? Where are you? Uh, in a house, my friend's house. Are you in Kiev? Yep. Where do you live? Where do you call home?
1: Kiev. I live in Kiev. I was born in Kiev.
0: Have you seen the destruction and the war? Or have you been away from the destruction and the war?
1: Um, partly, but no, no, not the terrible stuff. Uh, I've been driving through Ukraine a little bit, a uh, few hundred kilometers, but on the, um, on the side from, uh, from Polish uh, border and stuff like that.
0: Then uh,
1: I saw a little bit in Kiev, but uh, that's pretty much it. I haven't seen the bad stuff. And uh, probably I'll, I'll go and look at, uh, at maybe Bucha or something like that. Uh, just to understand. Uh, but uh, yeah, of course, I'm watching 24 hours of news and, uh, and the pictures and the videos. And
0: I see everything. What are your duties each day? I understand I, I read just as everyone else did that you joined the military to, to defend um, what are what have your duties been each and every day?
1: No at the moment, actually, I'm not yet at the military.'m uh, more uh, I was more collecting money now I'm waiting for bulletproof vests and uh, today I did some volunteer work. Uh, we were sending some packages to to mothers with kids who who don't have any goods and are in tough places. Uh, Then we drove to Chernigov with some humanitarian aid and um, just stuff like that, Uh, chaotically helping around with what I can find and uh,
0: with who I can. Gentlemen, you hear on the ground in Kiev, former world number 13, 2012, he got to his career high. Uh, One of the, flashiest most unique players that we've seen the dog alexander dagopalov has traded in his rackets and taken up arms similar to stakovsky we, we we read on instagram that you taught yourself or you took lessons how to fire the gun and that you said you you got pretty good um <laughs> i wish we were meeting uh in different circumstances we've never met you know i love to watch you play and um, you know, we're we're av- obviously deeply gutted and sorry what's happening in your country for the past six weeks now.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're also in shock, especially with all the stories about the killing of the civilians, the rapes, uh, the children rapes under 10 years old, which is, uh, I don't know, it's something tough to believe that it's reality, but uh, we see it from... Many many people posting it. You know, it's not just uh, just the thing of the news. It's uh, also just regular people posting the stories on uh, on uh, social media, and that's really crazy. You know, uh, raping kids under ten years old is something sick.
0: <laughs> just today in Brussels, uh, the minister of ukraine asked one question of the russian delegation and said who are you people who are you people that are committing these types of war crimes have you had any first-hand experience of the reports of what's happened in buka and you know have you learned about the essentially the defeat of the russian troops in and around kiev
1: you mean the Uh, on the war side or on the crime side
0: well i think you can pick wherever you want to start
1: well war side uh, i think they they were obviously from the information we have uh, they were waiting that this will end in three five days they because our guys found the parade form uh on the second or the third day so they were already entering the country with parade uniform to to put, give a parade in kiev and uh, finish all this fast but um, obviously it wasn't meant to be and uh, they got just stopped you know the the bullshit that they're saying uh, that they just left kiev that's not true you can see the pictures of whole streets full of uh, who have uh, destroyed the uh, tanks, destroyed the uh, techniques and uh, so many dead from their side. So it's, uh, it's our army who stopped them, which is, uh, which is great for us, but yeah, you can also see all the crimes they did and probably we will see more from what we're hearing that Borodanka, for example, uh, is not yet public, but uh, everyone is saying that it's much worse than Bucha.
0: Can you say the, the name of this town again, please?
1: Borodjanka. It's also a small, small town close to Kiev. And every small town has its own butcher. And I think as the war goes on, they leave our territories and we, we get back parts of it. We will see all these crowds in every city, and every small town. It's, it's, it's a system. It's not just random, you know, soldiers doing it so yesterday there was news that uh, they already started using the mobile crematories to uh, cremate uh, the people in uh, Mariupol so they hide uh, all their they try to hide because yeah Bucha has been all around the world and everyone is uh, in shock what happened but uh, Reality is it's, it's everywhere. It's not just bucha
0: What happens to you next? Do you have um, any kind of plan or feel for what you will do?
1: I'm just going to help. I help with what I can, with what I find. Uh, you know, some, for example, one person wrote to me, just my uh, subscriber that he is in uh, in Kherson, which is under the Russians. And uh, we just chat and his mother is after a stroke and they have, they had zero money. So I just sent him some money. So every day I'm trying to do something, you know, today I did some volunteer work. The other day we went to Chernigov with some aid, uh, some bulletproof vests, some food, uh, also the main part. of I collected some money, we'd have a good amount and we'll buy a good amount of bulletproof vests because not, not everyone is still defended well. We, we still need armor, even the simplest things like, uh, like helmets and bulletproof vests. Many people are in battles without those. So I'm just doing what I can.
0: Now the news is that the Russian military has moved their operations and their attacks to Luhansk and Donetsk to 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 to, to, to essentially take control of eastern Ukraine completely. Uh, Mariupol sounds like a. I mean, what we are what we're reading and what we're seeing is it's a completely ruined city will will you follow to the east or will you stay where you are oh uh,
1: no not at the moment because uh, even my I
0: have some friends who
1: who were in the army and uh, they're still not used in the fighting so I think we have we have a good army we have good reserves and uh, I mean uh, I, I've I've learned to shoot for a week but obviously I'm not a soldier you know to to be in the toughest fights. so of course if 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 it comes to a point where i am needed i will be there but at the moment i'm you know there's four uh, there's four waves of uh, people who has to take uh, the gun first one is the army second one is the reserves that used to be in the army at some point third one i don't remember is the uh, I think just uh, the people that were uh, educated, connected to military stuff. And fourth one is just regular people like me. I've never been in the army, you know, for example. So at the moment, I'm not uh, planning to move there. I'm going to be helping from here. I can still do a lot of help uh, with my social media, with uh, collecting money, with uh, Uh, giving supplies to the army and to the guys fighting uh, to helping also um, it's going to be a giant problem of uh, humanitarian help because people are losing their homes and stuff like that so there's enough work here you know because many people left and uh, and many people need help so you can always find what what to
0: what to do your father um, played under the Soviet Union. Your father was a player. Your father coached Andrei Medvedev. The Russians and the Ukraine people are essentially, they're different, but they, there's a lot of similarities. How do you feel about what has happened? Uh, how can you feel? It's terrible.
1: <laughs> I mean, stops to to really comment how how you feel you just feel hate uh, for what they've done and anger and uh, despair and uh, i mean it's not much to feel here they're trying to really destroy the nation not really uh, it's not a war when you when you destroy a civil people people it's uh, it's closer to a genocide you know so closer to
0: a genocide
1: yeah so you feel bad i mean you have to you have to live with it, it it's like not like uh, you go and uh, hang yourself but uh, obviously every day you're reading all these terrible things especially when it's connected to kids it's really painful to to read and uh, to listen but uh, that's the reality that's what we have here and
0: uh, that's what they're doing have any of the russian players or any of the players in general have they reached out to you uh,
1: russian no no one asked anything uh other players yes but not too much few few guys uh, one top player and a uh, few other players but not
0: too many marta kostiuk in a press conference just a few weeks ago said that none of the russian players had reached out to her in confidence, had said anything to her, and then she said that all she'd been hearing was that the Russian players were uncertain about how they were going to be able to get paid. Can you speak to that at all?
1: Mm, what's the question? <laughs> I should I should comment on their actions? Are,
0: are, are, do you do, is there truth to what she said? Is there sort of a schism amongst the Russian and Ukrainians with regards to their athletes?
1: But well, I, I mean, what, what, what do you mean? They get, they get paid not from the Russian government. So technically, if they want to speak and they have enough money to take out their families and give a position, but if they don't want it, then they don't want it. What, what can you say? I mean, I already commented many times that I think the, the FIFA stance is, a, is the logic stance. Just disqualify everyone until they are supposed to fix this. You know, the, the people of Russia are, it's their government for 20 years. So saying now, uh, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not the one that's guilty. I'm not the one that in, that's deciding something. Yeah, if, every, if all the country says like this, then he, Putin keeps doing whatever he wants, you know? And now from what I see, there's like 80% are, are supporting the government. So the Russian players, yeah, they're just afraid. Even if they wanted, they they don't want to. I mean, why would they? Why would they speak if tennis does nothing?
0: Why would you speak if tennis does nothing?
1: I mean, if if there's no actions from there's no uh, actions from the ATP, for example, or ITF, why would they want to speak? For what? For just their moral? Well, probably they don't care much because it's not their country they just want to play tennis make their money and uh, be on the side they don't want to touch this uh, because it's uh, it looks awful and of course I I think they feel not not too good that their country is doing stuff like that but they if no one pushes them why would they get involved
0: you believe that uh the fifa stance just banning russia from the world cup from any international competition all essentially all the russian players should be sat, should be sat down until there's peace until this war stops
1: i think uh, not only sports sports uh, anything i think every russian should pay a price for this because we don't we don't get asked here in ukraine they just bomb us and kill us, and uh, and that's their government, which they allow to be there 20 years. Somehow he is president, and we don't see people speaking up. You know, the ones that did are in jail or failed, and the others are too afraid. So if they're too afraid, it's like silently, uh, silently accepting what's being done, and like this, nothing is gonna change. And I think the world community uh, has to block them from everything and they have to solve this problem. It's their guy, it's their government, it's their eye. So you cannot just keep, up, keep saying he, he's doing this because people let him do this, you know? Also, also the, all the world politics, they were closing their eyes when they shut down uh, a KLM flight over Ukraine, they closed their eyes when he took Crimea, they closed their eyes on everything, and now the guy thinks that he is, uh, I don't know, invincible, that he can do whatever he wants, and everyone will just shut up and, and watch it happen. For me, any Russian that doesn't condemn the actual regime and the actual actions of their army has to pay a price and uh, it's just like that we're paying prices of thousands of lives tens of thousands of lives and it's it may be more than 100 because for example Mariupol officially there's 5,000 civilian dead and they say that unofficially there's going to be probably already 20 or more because they can't even bury them they can't Find the dead people because the city is in ruins and it's always getting bombed. So the price we're paying is too high and it's, it's impossible at the moment to just uh, ignore it and take no stance. If they ignore it and they are silent, then that's, that's uh, accepting what's happening.
0: What is your opinion of the response from the UN and NATO? As of today,
1: well, they're helping us, but also very slow. It's it's taking ages for every decision. They're taking this small. Uh, today there was a great speech actually at the I don't know where it was. It was some some meeting of the Euro, European uh, was in Brussels in Brussels. Yeah, pr- probably where someone was saying that uh, these. Partly partly actions, like these packages, they don't work on an autocratic regime, you know? There has to be a one strong stance immediately. The strongest sanctions, the strongest blocks on everything. And then it stops. But as we see now, they're uh, they're just watching them kill us. You know, they're giving us enough weapons, okay, to defend, but not win. They're giving us uh, enough money to sustain uh, the war, but we need to finish this, not uh, just uh, keep going. So for sure, they're helping and we're thankful and we're getting uh, weapons and we're getting many things, but also many things we're asking, which we're not getting. And I don't understand why. After what they see in Bucha and, and other cities, I don't understand why it's so complicated to just give us what we need like you know uh, what we're asking for we for weeks already we're asking for a, a stronger weapons uh, for bigger sanctions and it's taking ages for them to to discuss this and to it, it it's gonna happen anyway but why wait so much why ever? every week there has to be one package of sanctions instead of just going at the hardest one. If you wanna stop this, go maximum, you know? And then I think it's gonna be tougher for Russia to to really continue all of this. They discuss about uh, about gas, about oil, about uh, this bank, that bank. What's the problem to just block them and, they won't be able to sustain this war more than a month. So for sure, we want stronger actions, but we're also thankful for what we're getting already.
0: How would you rate the leadership of Vladimir Zelensky? I think
1: extraordinary. I think uh, no one could wait uh, for such strong actions. You know, a person who who used to be a comedian, and uh, it's unbelievable that... uh, he stands here he he doesn't leave kiev he was uh to leave the country and he stands with the people and uh, and he does whatever whatever he can you, you you can see his face in in a month it's changed uh, badly you know you can see the pain inside him you can see the people uh, him with the people so for sure we're thankful for for a leader like this
0: do you have any kind of feel how this will resolve itself
1: well i think i think the war we already won for me it's like this it's just a matter of uh when it sorry, will what, finish. sorry
0: sorry what do you mean the war you already won
1: i think that uh, their plans are broken the plan of invading all ukraine is even they understand it's impossible because they never uh, back down from Kiev, which was their main goal, and they were saying it out loud, where their main goal is to change the government, to uh, attack all, in all directions, all the big cities, and they just took one. So I think their plan is completely gone. And now, of course, they in the press, they say, we never wanted to take Kiev, but that's, that's bullshit. And we know that Putin wanted to invade thing and take everything and have a parade in Kiev. And uh, so I think the big war is, uh, is won by Ukraine. I don't think they have the power to really destroy the country, but for sure we'll have more battles. For sure there's gonna be a big battle in the Donbas area, in Lugansk, in Mariupol is, is completely dying and there's still more than 100,000 people out there, I think. So it's still gonna be a big tragedy tragedy and uh, and a big fight but at the moment I don't think there is danger of uh, losing our country you know and when it started there was a really big danger of that that if they take all the the big cities Chernigov, Sumy, Kiev and surround it and they could go straight to Lvov you know so the country would and uh, for sure they would after probably take all this land and just connect it to Russia so I think uh, the biggest danger is behind, but uh, for sure it's going to be still tough and uh, painful and uh, and many who will die.
0: Alexander, is there a particular foundation or a particular place where people can donate that you vouch for, that you've, you can verify is the right place to put your money?
1: I'm actually... Uh, i don't have a foundation but i'm doing it myself uh you can find it on my instagram and uh, if you scroll the my post in uh, twitter you can also find it and i was taking donations and we're gonna buy some armor for our guys some bulletproof vests at the moment is our plan if we get more money we'll buy some more stuff because i prefer you know i've heard few not nice stories when people send something and uh And it disappears or stuff like that. So I prefer doing it myself, and uh, then I can control it and uh, give it straight to the people that I know are in battle or on the front, instead of just people standing in the back somewhere now in I don't know Lvov or somewhere they don't really need the armor. So, Uh, so yeah, you can find it on my Instagram page and uh, donate if you want to me. If not, then just choose. Any uh, foundation, I mean, depends what people want. If they want to help us win uh, and help the army, if they want to help the refugees, it's, it's different uh, foundations for everything, you know? If they want to, depends with what they want to help. So I think it's quite easy to find any foundation uh, online. There's tons of them, but I don't work, personally me, I don't work with any foundation. I do the stuff myself.
0: I appreciate you taking uh, this time to speak with me. Um, as I said, I wished it was under different circumstances. I would have much preferred to talk more about tennis than, uh, than, than war.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is how it is.
0: Thanks for having me. Please be safe. Know that everyone around the world, particularly my community, is uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your, your people. Thank you. Thanks a so lot. We've- and hopefully, maybe we'll see you down the road. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, running a tournament or coaching some players <laughs> or having an academy or something like that, man. Not
1: sure I'm gonna be in tennis because uh, I don't know. I'm enjoying uh, different uh, different things, you know. After tennis, I've been in tennis from three years old. So I, I was actually enjoying uh, moving away and doing some business and uh, figuring out. Uh, how uh, people uh, live and uh, and make money out of sport so at the moment i'm uh, quite comfortable with the life
0: that's it okay yeah you've done a very brave thing uh defending your country and uh thank you very much uh, stay safe thank you huge thank you to alexander dagopalov and thank you to sergio Ticchini. See them at sergiotacchini.com. Use my code SHAP30 in all caps at checkout to receive 30% off of your order. Max Loeb edited the show. Our music is by Brian Senti. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro and you are released.